Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Yerziel, founder of Soul Language and Soul to Business. And this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that can, ooh, a hiccups that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm with Iris Goldfeder, and we're talking about finding your the authentic voice of your business. Let me tell you a little bit about Iris. She's a longtime entrepreneur, so you know she has a lot of groovy content and tips and tools and information, right? With more than 25 years of success in marketing field. Iris also serves as a vice president of the board of the Friends of Downtown. She's also the founder of ICG Development and Consulting, LLC. She's passionate about social issues and giving back to community and is the president of Unmasking Lafayette, a longtime not-for-profit organization that she co-founded with her friend, Michelle. Oh, how do you spell Michelle's last name? Zaremba. Zaremba. Ooh, I like it. Unmasking Lafayette is committed to the goal of unmasking social issues in her community. When Iris isn't doing all the above, she's a professional musician and I've seen her on stage. So cool. Well, video anyway, and loves spending time with her according to her crazy pup, Skylar and their new puppy Piper and her amazing wife, who I've also met and is truly amazing. Welcome, Iris. Hey, Jennifer. Thank you. (laughs) So the first question I ask everyone is what does your soul share with you throughout your lifetime? Oh, man, um, a lot of things. But I think the main thing that it has shared is um, my purpose, which is to be of service. I love that. So currently, how are you being of service? And I think for you, it, that falls into a lot of different categories. Just reading your bio, there's a lot of ways that that you are of service. But how do you serve the business community? Um. By helping them find their authentic voice, I think that, um, and I don't know if it was COVID or or what, but I think that everybody felt that, you know, when we were in business, we had to be a certain way. We had to have a business persona, and then we had to have our real self. Um, and, you know, I, I found that for myself, and, you know, we're in the process of rebranding around that, um, is that when you are your authentic self, you bring the people who are drawn to your authentic self to your business um and that builds long lasting relationships that builds you know long um retention with clients so and i totally agree but what does it mean to have that authentic self i mean nobody goes out of their way to be unauthentic or out of integrity right it kind of just sneaks up on us so mm-hmm. A, how do people know that they're not being in their authentic voice? And then B, how do they get back there? I think that you can feel it. And I think that's what happened with me. I felt that um, I I wasn't being me. I was being what everybody expected me to be. And it just didn't feel right. Um, and I had a coach tell me this, like, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, be less you. Because <laughs> I was 
Thank you. But I know. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of like, yeah, you're fired. Um, But I didn't fire him right away. I didn't because I I was like, oh, well, I'm a New Yorker in the Midwest and maybe I am a little too intense. Maybe I am whatever. Um, But then it got to the point that I was getting clients, but they weren't the right clients and they weren't sticking around because as soon as I was comfortable, as soon as I was myself, as soon as I was telling them what they didn't want to hear, they like ran for the hills. Um, And now I let people know up front that I'm going to tell you what you need to know, because if I don't, I'm doing you a disservice. Um, And if you don't want to hear it, then we're not going to be a good match. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem with not working with people if they're not the right fit, if they don't align with my values, because, you know, I'm not going to be able to help them fully. And that's not what I'm in business for. Not only that, but it just makes really like, then you walk away from your business day, like beating yourself up because your your business doesn't flow the way you want. And you're not, you feel like you're not doing your job. And that's right. an awful feeling, right? Not feeling like yeah. you're not doing your job. Especially okay. when you're supposed to be of service and you weren't able to provide the service in the way that, you know, that you best, that you knew would be the best way to do it. So how, okay. So how then do we go about finding or getting back to the authentic voice? Like how do we move into knowing that A, it's comfortable to be ourselves and B, we're going to find clients. And then what does that look like in our marketing and our branding? Well, A, that's something that we can help you with. Um, but really, I think, I think it's a lot of soul searching. I think it's kind of sitting down and looking at where you are when you're ready, because it, it, it you know, not everybody is ready to do it, but when you're ready to sit down, Look at where you are and how does it feel? Because it all goes back to your gut and how you feel. And if you feel good about what you're doing, then you're probably doing the right thing the right way. If you don't feel good about what you're doing, if you have any kind of question in in your mind, or if you feel like something you're doing is questionable, not that it's bad or wrong, but that it's questionable with your values, then I think you need to take a look at that and go from there. Um, for me, like I said, it was a matter of, you know, like my website, which is getting rehauled. It's too fucking corporate. That's not who I am. I'm not cor- Miss Corporate. I mean, if you look at my website, it looks very corporate. That's not me. So, um, you know, I'm very uh, laid back. I'm a little bit of rock and roll. I'm a little bit of, you know, whatever. Um, and all that's going to kind of come in there because when I work with somebody, um, they're going to get the full experience of all of my knowledge and all of my talents. And I think that um, we all need to do that. I and mean, when, how did you find your authentic voice? I, you know, I mean, that's a very good question. I don't think I was ever out of the authentic voice. Like yeah, I, in corporate America, I was not allowed to be me. Right. So then I crafted jobs where there was no choice to be me. So I remember, Oh my God. I remember, um, having a conversation with one of the partners and he'd be like, in my PR days, he'd be like, okay, go write it and then pitch it. I was like, no, Adam, I don't write. And he blew up. And I was like, Paul Herb, who was like the partner, partners. Uh, Cause I don't write. And you could hear 
Herb was on the other opposite of the entire building. And you could hear him coming down the the corridor, dropping every F-bomb and creating new ones. And he'd be like, Adam, she doesn't write. She's an amazing pitcher. She doesn't want to write. That's my agreement with her. So get someone else to write it. And I went, huh, you can have a job doing exactly what you want and love um, and allowing it to work for you. And and the funny thing about that is I, I did love to write. I was just always told I wasn't a good writer. Ugh. And right. And so when I really solved that, what, what happened? I wrote books. So I think that the way for me and for warriors that we come into our th- authentic voice is that we stop fighting it and the pain point is so big. And we also start accepting it that we can receive what we want being who we are. And that has to come across in your marketing from start to finish. Because if you're trying to play someone else, even the most unintuitive person is going to go, there's something not right there. Why does it feel one way and look another? Right. Yeah. So if you look at my, you know, the picture that I have down in the lower, I guess, right on your side, I don't know. um, That's me, you know, that that's me on stage and that's going to be on the website. um, And we're going to do something a little kitschy with it, but you know, that's, I mean, that's who I am. And at the end of the day, um, I I think it's about bringing the right people to you. Because if you don't have the right people, like I said, you're, there's not going to be retention. There's going to be a lot of attrition and there's going to be a lot of crying at your desk. There's going to be a lot of crying and like head, head pounding at your desk. Um, when and the right are, people, you don't really have to explain who you are. Like the right no. people go, yeah, I want to work with you or I love you or, you know, wow, I get it. I think every time we try to convince um, people to, <laughs> the dog is literally barking at a wall. Um, the every, every time we try to convince anyone to kind of hire us, it always is a bad relationship. Yeah, you can't you can't convince anybody. Either they want to or they don't. So we um we got back from Hawaii two weeks ago and I put a, a digital picture frame up and they just stopped barking at it. Like literally like two days ago. Like they were like, What is this thing? And oh. I mean like staring at it with their hair up like a mohawk, like there's something on mom's piano that is yeah. invading the house. So I very get the funny. Yeah, very <laughs> funny. I mean funny. You know, it's, it's holiday season here. And so it's every pack package is being dropped off oh, you know, at our house or across the street. And now the police are, cause they're doing stuff up the road. So the police car is blocking our hill. So uh, every time he gets out of the car, it's bark fest. Um, so, okay. So people are, are starting, like one of the things, what I really hear you saying, and you're starting to model for your clients is you know, bringing who you are personally into the brand yeah. and really getting, allowing people to kind of see who you are 360 because that comes out in every way you do business. And what would you suggest to people who are afraid or who are, who have been told differently that that's not the way to go? Like, what would you say to them? So I think that, People want to know who they're working with now, right? They want to know, like, and trust 
who they're working with. And if they don't know you um, and you come up as somebody else and then they see the real you, you know, it, it, it may not mix. And I think that you need to be comfortable with who you are. That's like number one. Um, I've been comfortable with who I am for a long time. And when I had somebody say, be less you, it kind of threw me. But again, I was like, I'm in the Midwest. Maybe that's how it should be. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to look within and really be comfortable with who you are and really be comfortable with your mission in life um, and how you want to show up for your clients. Because at the end of the day, it's about the clients, right? Um, it's about us. It's about who we are. But it's how are we going to best serve our clients? Are we going to best serve them showing up as us? Of course we are. Right. So, um, and the advice that I have is look within, get comfortable, do some soul searching. That's, I mean, that's what I did. So. I love that. So how do people get more of your goodness? Where can they find you? They could find me at gastocreative.com. Um, they could find my podcast, which I would love for you to be a guest on, which we'll talk about after this, um, which is, uh, Gasto Creative presents the cookbook podcast.com. Um, and we're on, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, you know, all the places, LinkedIn. Um, and, um, yeah, just go to my website, hit contact us and, um, tell me what you need and, uh, hopefully we're a good match and I can help you. Beautiful. Um, my last question is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good, what would my magnet say? Um, it depends on the day. Uh, Well, I'm going to get a little corny, but be you because ain't nobody else can. I don't think that's corny. I think that's truth. And I think it people tend to think it's corny because it's repeated so much because we don't listen. So yeah. we have to have it repeated again and again and again. Perfect. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for playing with us today. And don't forget to reach out to these amazing guests, right? You're You're missing out on some fabulous content and support if you don't reach out and connect with with these amazing individuals you have been listening to ask and answered by soul i'm jennifer Rizio, founder of soul language and soul to business and don't forget to review offer this to other people and if you're interested in understanding what your soul has to share with you you can access my free tool and that link is in the show notes everyone okay Bye for now. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid.